la 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 long, a la 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 long, a la 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 long, the long mic check. Just call me Quarantoni. It's so bad. It's so fucking bad. And I wanted to throw myself into a like a pit of lava. And you piss blood. And hello, and welcome to Chooch Chat, the only podcast whose opinions of the real issues do not matter. Well, the only podcast that knows its opinions of the real issues do not matter. I'm Tony, one of your co-hosts, uh, who's uh, still got the equipment in front of him, uh, and I'm still alone. Just call me Quarren Tony. Uh, all this podcast equipment and no one to share it with. Oh, man. So if uh, you haven't been living under a rock, you have uh, figured out that um, we are going for another month here in Chicago or in Illinois. Governor Prisker got on the got on the uh, podium, whatever the fuck that thing is. What is that? Yeah, it's a podium, right? The thing where you say speeches from? Fuck it, podium. And... Uh, today around three or four and uh he let us have it he gave us the news it's a big it's a big bummer but uh understandable since some um, people are still dying and uh but i have a feeling that as the weeks go by he's going to slowly start opening things up because apparently we've peaked and if you go on the covid19 illinois website you'll see that it was something like let me see like, we're just down. As a nation, we're going down. It was like last, like, the first week, it was like so many, so many, so many. And then two weeks ago, it was several thousand. And then uh, this past week was uh, 4,000 uh, deaths a day. so Or deaths a day, deaths in a week. So we are going down. Um, and uh, I know that's horrible. It's a horrible amount of people. But uh, there's... Uh, there is some hope. There is some hope. We just got to make it to the end of the month, and then we got to readjust and reassess. And, uh, yeah, and I know there's a lot of people out there that are freaking out still. We're all freaking out. We're all getting a little bit of anxiety here and there. Uh, I'm doing all right, though. You know, I'm keeping my day busy. Here, This is my advice, and Zach says this every time he's on because he's just basically a fucking guest now. <laughs> But he's he actually released the podcast the the other week. You should take a listen to it. It's uh, it's uh, he he has this really shitty USB mic that he used, and uh, we apologize for the song sound quality. But we're all dealing with our own issues, so we're trying to figure that out as we go. And we tried to order a better mic too, but they're not delivering mics right now because it's not considered essential items. But uh, it's a good episode. Go back and check it out. I think it was the last one. The last one we released, we recorded one on the, on the same day. Each of us did. And he plays a game with me about with animal noises. It's stupid. But, uh, yeah, he has some stuff to say. That's his first solo podcast, I believe, ever. Um, but, yeah. Uh, where, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. Uh, Zach says this all the time, and I've been saying it. But uh, fill your day. Fill your day as best you can. Figure it out. Uh, you know, just all that shit that you always wanted to do, put that in your day. You know, that's what I'm doing. Like, thank God I still have a job, but I come home and I keep myself busy. You know, I told myself I have I was going to have this many goals at the beginning of the year. I wrote those goals down. I'm still doing those goals. And I added, I, I, I've added goals to it now. Because if you've been listening to this, you know that I am um, of the attitude where I am. The harder this moment pushes on me, the harder I'm going to push back at life. Um, cause that's all I know how to do. And that's what makes me feel better. You know, uh, waking up, finishing the things I want to do to the best of my ability. Um, and living the best quality of life I can and living right now for right now. Um, and, uh, I know it's hard to do. I know a lot of people are struggling and, uh, this may be falling on deaf ears for some people, but I'm telling you it's the right answer. Wallowing in self-pity on the couch is never the right answer. I know I've, I've done it. We've all done it. 
but it's never, ever, ever the right answer. You know, we've, uh, cause we're all going through this. Everybody's going through this. We all know exactly how you feel if you are doing that, but what will make you feel better is momentum of life. Waking up, doing something, and doing it again the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day. I promise you, if you are down, that will make you feel better. If you don't, if you don't have a job right now, which I've been there, trust me, that will make you feel better. Just sit down right now. Fuck it. Turn this fucking podcast off. Sit down right now. Make your list. What was the shit you told yourself you were going to do do this year? What was the shit you told yourself, you, you promised yourself that you were going to do? Write all that shit down and then fucking start doing it and start right now. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of, I know this sounds like a, like a self-help book and trust me, I've read a bunch of fucking those recently and before, but there's, there's one common thread and I, I've been touching on this past few weeks and the common thread throughout all of it is that it breaks down all different types of religion and uh and philosophies and all different types of you know just sayings that people have had for thousands of years and the common thread is is that within that suffering there is an earning of your life and the harder the suffering that you're in and the more meaning that you derive from that suffering that's that's the place that I want to be right now. So I want to find some meaning from this. And I and I have been and it's been helping me a great deal, a great deal. It's been making me want to be a better man. This whole thing has been making me want to be a better man. I want to wake up with a purpose. I want to actually complete the things that I say I'm going to do. I've been working on that for years, right? <clears throat> if you see me when I'm drunk, I'm usually preaching something like that too. I'm preaching something about hope, you know, because I've, I've had, I've had hard times and it's taken a lot of willpower to get myself out of it. And, uh, and the other day me and Zach were driving to a job, as you know, we're disinfecting buildings. We're essential workers. So we're, we, we were driving to a job. I had just gotten off of work and we got the phone call to go. We had to drive, uh, six hours to Des Moines do a job and then drive six hours back in the same day, same night after I'd already worked uh, eight hours. And, uh, excuse me. Um, he goes, well, here we go. Another adventure. And I said, yeah, this is what we trained for. And he laughed and I was like, I meant it. And I was like, this is the mental gymnastics. This is all the books we read, all the horse shit that we say. This is, this is, this is literally what we train for in life for these hard times. And, and and you say these things to yourself, you know, if this happens, I, I would, I would do that. I would be that guy. Well, here's a moment to be that guy or girl or gal, whatever, man or woman, or whatever you identify as, <laughs> whatever. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Here's the, here's that moment to be that person. That's what I've been telling myself. And it works whether, whether it's a fucking lie or not. Whether anybody anybody else fucking believes you or not, it doesn't fucking matter. Fuck everybody else. And fuck yourself too while you're at it. Who are you? Lie to yourself. Lie to yourself. Tell 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 yourself you are that person. When when you get off of work, you're you're gonna do a twelve hour drive plus more work on top of it. So that that's what I meant about that. And there is such a thing as momentum. There really is. There really is. You, if, when you get up and you do something and you tell yourself you're, you're going to do something and then you want to do it again the next day so that you finish that goal that you had in your mind or you wrote down in your journal or on your computer or, or because you told somebody, you told your best friend, your mom, your dad, your aunt, your uncle, and then you do it. Well, we can do that now. And you can do that now with more of a purpose now. Because right now, that's life. Right now, that's living. You're living in this suffering. Be the best you can be in this fucking suffering, in this shit show. And it is a shit show. 
and everybody has anxiety and everybody's stressed out and everybody's worried for themselves, for somebody else. They're worried about their jobs, their future. I ask of you to push back harder because it's working for me. Or don't believe me. Again, what the fuck do I care? It's working for me, though, and I hope that you listen to just a piece of this or a piece of these every week that I'm saying because it's literally since day one of this mess has been working for me. I just, I just keep adding shit. And trust me, if I don't do something that's on that list, I get a little sad. Sometimes I just forget, though. You gotta go easy on yourself. Like yesterday, I forgot to play guitar. I know it sounds stupid, but I was like, oh, okay. I forgot to play guitar. I, and just a little bit, you know, because I, I got a lot of things going on right now. Because, again, I'm trying to keep my plate full. Trying to keep your mind busy. Don't. So, I do, I'm on my fifth day of yoga. Uh, that's, boy, that is a stress reliever. I'm on my fifth day of yoga, and I feel a lot better physically. Because all my job is just walking around all day. Wearing a mask, you know. Gives you anxiety every once in a while. Not, not all the time where I wouldn't be able to do it. But every once in a while, your mind slips like that. And you're like, oh, I'm just out here in the fucking real world. This fucking virus is out here. It's fucking Rona. And, uh. Yeah, the yoga's been helping me physically and mentally for the past five past five days, I've noticed. I've been handling it pr pretty well in general, but that has been an added bonus. Boy, and I needed it too. My left leg is killing me. I think I got a bad I got a bad hip and I think it's just fucking with my whole leg. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go start seeing uh Jackie's uh chiropractor slash um me <laughs> medicine man <laughs> guru. Uh she, uh, she she apparently uh, can do do wonders for me, um, and she does she does wonder for wonders for Jackie's back. So I'm looking forward to it. I was like, at least she can just maybe adjust it, you know, massage it, pop it pop it in place, you know, who knows. Um, my shoulder's doing good. The yoga, man, the yoga, like with my leg and my shoulder and the job that I have. The yoga has been making me feel, oh man, just so much more flexible, especially because I wasn't going to physical therapy, because for obvious reasons, we had to stop going to the hospitals and everything. Um, so, yeah, the yoga's been cool. So that's one I added to my list of, of things to do every day. My, my things, just so everybody knows out there, my list of things, immediate things for me, this is, this is what, I, what I wrote down, is read every day. Uh, play play guitar every day, even just for a little bit, because um, it's still kind of hard for me my shoulder, but uh, it's kind of a lot easier. Uh, study my Italian. I've gotten a lot more fluent, and uh, uh, do do my yoga. Now now I now I added my yoga, um, and my yearly things stuff is a lot. Of, a lot of it's financial. A lot of it is about starting a new business. Um. So those are also on, on the list, but that's my yearly goals. It's a lot of financial stuff. It's a lot of house stuff in there. There's a lot of stuff I want to do with Jackie. Um, and uh, but yeah, just so you guys know, like I am doing what I'm saying. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, man, and like the anxiety of all this, it is a lot. It's a lot. It's just. It helps me to get on the mic and explain to you what I'm doing, and hopefully somebody out there has some empathy or or understands where I'm coming from, and, and hopefully it helps them a little bit. And hopefully they'll reach out to me, and something that they say to me will help inspire me some more. And uh, I recommend fucking getting some uh, self-help books on tape, too. You guys know I've always preached therapy. I always, I always feel like they're... You know, a good therapist is kind of like a, a life coach, but also, you know, getting the your you can be your own life coach too if you get get some of these uh, self help books, especially on audio from Audible. You listen to those all day, man. You are jacked for life. You are jacked for life. Uh, you yeah, you just walk around wanting to get shit done. <laughs> Reading something from a Navy SEAL all day <laughs> gives you some perspective on life. And uh helps you deal with the anxiety and the fears that you have. 
going through a, a moment like this, which is an important, just this is an, is an important moment. It almost feels like we're all being tested, right? And it really does. It does for me. And it's been separating people, you know. If you go on Twitter, which is just an awful idea, uh, but I've been on it a lot. But, but if you go on Twitter, uh, there is a separate. There's people who will inspire you, and then there are people who are absolutely panic stricken. And um, go to the people who will inspire you. If they inspired you before, right, and they said things that like the harder life, the harder life pushes on you, the harder you push back, bullshit like that. Like I was just saying. Listen to those people now. Go immediately. Again, drop this fucking podcast. It's called Chooch Chat. It's called Chooch Chat. Donkeys, idiots, we know what we are. But drop this podcast and go listen to those, those people right now. And super, super cultivate, or what is it, curate? Curate your Twitter and get rid of the assholes. Get rid of them. Or your Facebook block the people or or uh you know in, in your family that are just freaking out right there's nothing good that can come from it nothing nothing whatsoever unless you love that person and you're trying to calm them down or whatever but listening to those people right now is it's a horrible idea great line i just heard was uh, an old line but a good line it's uh panic breeds panic calm breeds calm even just saying that breeds calm panic breeds panic calm breeds calm i say that to myself almost daily now just saying that makes me calmer makes me calmer makes me feel stronger there's some there's something to these simple phrases and these simple lines What I'm saying is just <clears throat> be the person you thought you were going to be when a moment like this happened in your head or you pretended or when you were watching a movie because we've all fucking done that. <clears throat> Again, I've read so many of these fucking self-help books. They all say the same thing, but they all say it in a great way. I'm just trying to get you to understand. I had that dumb line I always say, especially when I've been drinking, but it really, I, and I've said it on this podcast too, I've said it on this podcast a few times, and I've been thinking about that a lot as well, because a lot of the writing that I do, the songwriting I do has to do with hope, and how important hope is, how, how absolutely important hope is, we talked about this a few weeks ago, with a... Shawshank Redemption. I hope, I hope, I hope, right? Whole, the whole movie's about fucking hope. Different types of hope, right? About people giving up on hope. People becoming hopeless, giving up, no hope. And in the end of the movie is him riding that bus. I hope, I hope, I hope. Hope to see my friend and shake his hand. But that line, I said, I, I, when I was a kid, I, must, I was real young. I saw that preacher on TV. It was late night. I shouldn't have been up, but I was up. I don't know why I was up. It was the weekend. It was holiday or something. But it was real late slash early, like 3 or 4 in the morning. And there was this uh, preacher. He looked like Run DMC. Well, he, you, know, he, you know how they had those old hats on? You know, those, those hats, the same hat Rocky. What, 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 what type of hat is that? Same hat Rocky wore. Black guy. And it was just him. It was on like a public access station. And public access, public access channel. And it was just him standing in front of a wall with the camera. It was so funny. And for some reason I said, oh, I'm just going to keep it on here for a second. And I was just zooming through. I said, I'm just going to keep it on here for a second. I think I might have even zoomed past him and then went back. Again, I was young. I'm telling you, I was like 10, 11, something like that. And... He's going and going and going, and he's talking about uh, us. And I, I, I think I've talked about this in the podcast before, but he's talking about uh, 
all those things that you tell yourself you're going to do, and then you don't do them. And then you don't do them, and you hold it off for tomorrow. And then you hold it off for tomorrow. Tomorrow, t- tomorrow comes, and you say, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. Oh, I, I told myself I wasn't going to eat ice cream anymore or something like that. That's, he was talking about, he was giving all these different examples, right? Tomorrow. And he kept going on about tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. And then he said, tomorrow is the devil's favorite word. So then I put the mic, the TV, I put the, the changer down, the remote down after he said that. He said, tomorrow is the devil's favorite word. And I thought about my grandfather, who I'm looking at a picture of him right now, in loving memory of Joseph Vincent Arcale. And back then, I was really worried about his health. <clears throat> Didn't want him to have sugar anymore. Because he became a diabetic later in life. And that's what I thought of. I thought tomorrow is the devil's favorite word. And I thought of all, all the other things that I didn't do, that I wasn't doing. It's a hard thought to have as a young kid. And you know what? I thought about, I've thought about that line for so long. It's pushed me in songwriting. It's pushed me in the way I write. And, it, and it, it's all about hope. Uh, unwrapping that one little line for me. It's all about hope. And how you internalize hope. Right? How how you express hope. He said, tomorrow is the devil's favorite word. So I added to that. I've been adding to that for a long time. Because you guys know me. I don't like a bad ending. I don't like a sad ending. It's funny because I tend to write some sometimes. (laughs) He said, tomorrow is the devil's favorite word. And then I say, but it is also God's grace. Because in tomorrow, there can be a lot of negativity if you are being negative in the present. There can be. devil loves that word if, if you're being negative in the present. Because tomorrow, he just gets to wrap you up again and keeps holding you down. And you don't need, need need to think about this religiously. Just, you know, the, just these are just pieces of philosophy, and and they and metaphors and analogies. But yeah, the devil, whatever it is, life gets to wrap you up again tomorrow and keep you down. But tomorrow is also God's grace. When you look, pictured. The night sky. And then, and then picture the horizon. And then think about tomorrow. And you see the sun and the first rays of light coming over the horizon. And then in the distance, imagine this. What do you see? What, what do you see in tomorrow? Sorry, just getting emotional. <clears throat> I choose to see the hope of a new day. A day that I can start again to be a better person. To be a better person than I was yesterday. Don't let tomorrow be a bad word. Don't let tomorrow be hopeless. Don't give up on tomorrow. You find strength in tomorrow. Because you're strong now. You're strong now and you find strength in tomorrow. So like I said before, the harder this pushes on us, the harder you push back. The more true to yourself you should be. And be hard on yourself. Be hard on yourself. Be hard on yourself to be a good person. To be a virtuous person. 
because this is what we train for. This is what the entire human race has literally lived for. Hard moments. Moments of suffering. To prove to ourselves that we're worth it and that we can get by. So come on, get up and get by. Tomorrow. There's hope in tomorrow. <clears throat> All right. Well, hello. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't <sighs> scare any of you all away, but there's just a lot on my mind and there's a lot of serious shit on my mind, but Hey, it's shoot shit. It's the only podcast who knows its opinions of the real issues don't matter. And there's never been realer fucking issue than this. That's for fucking sure. So what have I been doing? I've been doing some things so I can have some something to talk about in this podcast. And one of those things I've been doing is watching The Bachelor. <laughs> Listen to your heart. It's so, <laughs> it's so bad. It's so fucking bad. Uh, but it's new. I can watch it with my wife. Uh, I laugh. I, I have to hide my face sometimes because I'm so embarrassed for these people. Uh, it's, it's, oh, it's so horrible and so good. I don't know how to explain it. And it's the first time I've ever really watched The Bachelor. So let me explain uh, for anybody who, out there who's not watching it. One the, I'm going to explain a piece of the episode and give you the play-by-play. -play. Like it's a, like we're reviewing a game from last night or something. There's this girl named Jamie who says she's 21 years old. She, her genre is pop country. She's from Nashville, Tennessee. Remember when I said last week, I can't believe the age of some of these people. They say they're 21. They look 40. This one woman girl, Jamie, is the one that says she's 21. I swear to God, she's 30-something. <laughs> but who knows? I don't, I'm, not, I'm not even trying to put her down. I mean, maybe I am. Fuck all these people. Who, who the fuck knows? Yeah. You know what? Fuck them. Uh, I am putting her down. Yeah, she looks 30. And she's saying she's 21. They all do. Uh, so uh, she is now, uh, I don't know how they're hooking these people up, but they're already dating like boyfriend and girlfriend. This guy named Trevor, who's 29, genre, country pop, Encino, California. Uh, and he has this hairline. This This guy has a hairline. Where you can't tell where it begins and ends because it has like a shadow in the front, then puffs up in the top. You know, you know what? What we kind of look—he he looks like kind of the guy from Glee, the teacher from Glee. That's kind of who he looks like. I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys remember that guy. Uh, and so they're making out, getting in a hot tub. They're like, they're going on like music dates, singing to each other. Oh, it's so it's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. And then. I guess the show introduced a new man or woman each week. So this one girl comes on as the new girl, right? While they're out on their date. And her name is Natasha. And she says that she's French. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking weird. I don't know. They're like, who are you? She's like, I'm Natasha. I'm, I'm French. I speak French. It's like, great. Go fuck yourself. Uh, and what else? And what she was obviously put on this show to say this thing. She knew this guy named Trevor, right? Who's on the date with Jamie. And while they're making out in the hot tub and stuff on this fucking musical date where they sing to each other and fucking whatever. I just made the jerk off sign. Uh, she's telling them that she knows him because he used to date one of her friends and then he cheated on her friend. Then every woman there goes, oh, no. Oh, and she's like, uh-huh. Yeah. And they're like, well, are you going to tell her, Jamie? And then I was, I was like, what, 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 there's gotta be something bigger. While I'm watching this, I'm looking at Jackie. I'm like, there's gotta be something. What, what is she going to drop the bomb yet? Apparently that is the bomb. The bomb is, is that she's a nosy bitch and that she is going to tell this other girl that he cheated on one of his ex-girlfriends. And I'm like, what the fuck does this shit get real at some point? How is that dramatic? Like, it's, <laughs> I, I don't understand. And why is it any of her business? So she says, I would never let somebody date him and not tell them if I can, if it was in my power that he's a cheater. 
And I, I just want to be like, man, I wish. And this girl, this Natasha girl, she's like a 10, right? So I was like, I wish. She's definitely, she's definitely fucking floozied around on some guy before. And, it was, and it's just like, man, I, I wish I could pull some skeletons out of her closet before she uh, drops a bomb on this guy, Trevor, and this girl, Jamie, which she does, which she totally fucking does. And then she confronts the guy, Trevor, and she's, and this is what she does. She goes, uh, hi, I'm Trevor. He goes, hi, Trevor. And she goes, oh, wait, she goes, he goes, hi, I'm Trevor. And she goes, hi, I'm Natasha. She goes, hey, you look kind of familiar to me. And she goes, yeah, I should. Well, hey, I want to talk privately. And she goes, yeah, sure. Let me just finish. She goes, no, I want to do it now. And he goes, he hard swallows, goes, uh, he goes, okay. They go, they talk privately. She goes, she has her legs crossed, right? She's doing that thing where her legs cross and it's like coming up and down. Her arms are crossed. She's looking at him. It's like, so do you know me? And he goes, uh, you look kind of familiar. He goes, well, my name's Natasha. He's like, okay. <laughs> so stupid. This is so stupid. Uh, but again, this is all we fucking have right now. And uh, one, of the, one of the few things we have right now. And then, dude, he explains she tells the whole thing to him he swallows so hard on camera it was so sad to watch um and then he goes back and tells jamie yada yada she tries to fucking you know drop this bomb in the house and jamie give her credit she stays with the with the tool bag named trevor because she likes dumb hats and goofy looking face singer songwriters uh i can't keep talking about this i mean it's just it's so embarrassing that i can i can't even talk about it I'm looking at the, the, all their pictures right now. It's so. It's just there's there's just such an affectation, for all of them. I can see why Jackie likes this shit though. I think it's I think she gets the same feeling that I get when I'm explaining it to you, to you guys, but she. She likes it more. <laughs> she likes that feeling. Um, for me, it's just I'm totally embarrassed by, by it. Oh. Anyways, who out there has watched The Last Dance yet? The first two episodes. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's real good. Um, And, you know, it's all the stuff we've always heard. They've shed some light on it. About the Bulls. In that last season, 96-97. Uh, Krause. Jerry Krause? Is that, was, was that the GM's name? I think so. Uh, Yeah, I mean... They they make sure to tell you he's a nice guy, and it seems like he is a nice guy, but also it seems like he's such a fucking asshole. There's never been a better example of somebody in a high position who has nothing to do with winning or why something is good, a business, you know, a sports team. There's never and then he has to insert himself to get more credit. There's never been a, been a better example of somebody just having, you know, e e ego problems. And he's a small, and they, they they focus on that a little bit. He he grew up a small fat guy. He was a small fat kid, and he had uh, and he and he had issues with that. He had, he had ego issues with that. He had uh, you know, he was never never able to get over that. It, and that's what it seems like. So he always wanted. It seems like he always wanted more credit. Scottie Pippen was the 122nd paid, highest paid person in the league. That means there was 122 people above him when he might have been the second best player in the NBA. Right? And the owner of the Bulls, he, he told Jordan and Pippen, I think he did, he told Jordan and Pippen not to sign the long-term deals. He, that's what it was, that was the advice he gave them. Why, why did this guy give Krause so much power? Uh... Because, you know, they they should have bet on themselves to get a better contract, you know, which they didn't. You know, they wanted to be tied up so that they can provide for their families, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then on top of that, the bad deals, uh, Krause was just going to get rid of him, was going to get rid of Scottie Pippen. It's like they didn't even care about championships. It's It's insane. They won six championships, then blew up the team. I can't wait to the last episode. Because they're, they're showing two episodes a night. 
How are you not dedicated and addicted to winning after six? After six, don't you want seven? And you got guys on your team who want seven. They're there already. They want seven. Just bring them all back. Couldn't do it. He didn't like how Phil Jackson was getting a lot of credit. So he got rid of Phil Jackson. Told him that was his last year. Didn't like Scottie Pippen. Wanted to get rid of him. Jordan said, if you get rid of Pippen and, and Jackson, I'm gone too. So you got get, you got rid of everybody. Got rid of the best coach ever. One of the best tandems ever. One of the best teams ever. Because your ego. Because of, because of your ego. Because you were so small. You were so small, simple-minded in, 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 in this aspect that you couldn't just let it roll. Right now, you would be remembered as a fucking genius if you would have just hands off. Well, just kept doing what you did do, because he was he 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 was good at this. He 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 was good at signing free agents and knowing talent when he saw it. He he must have been, or putting, or maybe he was good at this, getting fucking lucky <laughs> two times in Pippen and Jordan, and then and then get putting the right people around him. Well, he didn't even draft Jordan. I don't even think he drafted Jordan. Got lucky with Pippen. Uh, but, you know, the, getting uh, he did sign uh, Horace Grant. He did draft Horace Grant, which is good. He, he got rid of him in time because he ended up having a bad back in Orlando, I believe. And then he went and picked up Rodman. Great, great pickup. Unselfish player, defensive rebounder. Uh didn't care about having the ball. They go over that in the show. And uh, then they signed, uh, when Jordan came back, they signed Tony Kukoc, who uh, at the time was the best European player in the world. Uh, and Jordan wanted him because when he played him uh, overseas, they might go over this, uh, he knew he was the best European player in the world. And uh, Jordan went hard on him, and uh, Kukoc uh, fought back and was, uh, and was and played well. And he was their six man slash. Uh, he was their six man slash. You know, uh, uh, spark plug, great outside shooter, huge six eleven. Um, so so you had you had a really good. Oh, and they had Ron Harper. Oh my God, Ron Harper. They had a good team. I've been saying this to people, and people are always like, uh, when we get in these arguments about LeBron and Jordan, who's better? I don't give a shit. Right now, I think it's fucking Jordan. But people are like. Uh, LeBron has has had better players. I've gotten this argument, argument with people. He's had better players around him. I'm like fuck no, he had better players around him once for three years in Miami. Fuck no, no way. You forget you, you are you are doing an injustice to the amount of talent and how awesome the team was. Jordan, best player of all time, he's got it. But that team was awesome, and the people that were around Jordan. We're fucking all. You don't win six championships, even if you are the best player ever. Tom Brady doesn't win six. Wait, what is what is what does Brady have? Is it six? I don't, I don't fucking know. He was he was always passing to somebody. You, you, you don't do anything by yourself in, in a fucking team sport. You know. Just ask Allen Iverson how like how how that worked out. I think Iverson was a bit of a ball hog, is what I'm saying. But also, he never really had anybody around him. It's not like he had anybody fucking who, name an Allen Iverson teammate. Go ahead, I'm waiting. I literally can't remember one. I mean, fuck Philly. That's one reason why I don't remember one. But I literally can't remember an Allen Iverson teammate. Only guy I remember is six feet tall and wearing his dad's his dad his dad's shorts out on an NBA <laughs> the NBA court. <laughs> It looks like he's wearing his dad's pajamas. They those the late '90s uh, basketball shorts. I hope we never go back. Too big, too big. I like where we are now. By the way, and also the 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 '80s uh, shortness of the shorts. Too short, too small. I like I like the nice medium we have right now. Right now is perfect, perfect medium. You know, you don't got booty shorts. You're not wearing shorts down to your ankles. It's like this is perfect. You know, no one's going to see your nuts on accident. It's perfect. Absolutely perfect. And you can still be athletic. 
and you can still be athletic. Perfect amount of short. But yeah, Jordan Jordan had had a good team around him. Ron Harper, Tony Kukoc. Uh, Kukoc or Kukoc? Who the fuck knows? He, he's always looked like Hugh Jackman to me too. Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc. He, yeah, he's always lo- looked like Hugh, Hugh Jackman. He kind of does. Uh, Scotty Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Michael Jordan. This is the team they could have brought back. Luke Longley. Who, who else was on? Oh, Steve Kerr. One of the best shooters of all time. Um, yeah, they had a fucking team, man. And they also had... It was a team full of of closers and killers. Like, even if Jordan wasn't on the team, who might be the best clutch shooter of all time, you still had clutch players. You still had people who could finish games. Pippen, Kuko, Kerr, they finished games. And you had a two-time defensive play, de- defensive player and two-time champion with the uh, Detroit Pistons, uh, Dennis Rodman, who knew how to win big games. Everybody on that team knew how to win big games. Everybody. It, it, just insanity. Um, so now we get to watch the, the last dance, this shit show, and just get angry. And, ang- and you know what? And, and listen, and... You, everybody out there, you can trust my opinion on this. Let me just tell you. Because I hated the Bulls growing up. I'm not from Chicago. Yeah. Um, I lived in... When I, when I got into basketball, I was we lived in Boston for like two years. Originally, we're from New York, but I was living in Boston for two years. When my dad was pushing us around everywhere. I moved so many fucking times. You guys know that. And just go where the money is, you know? And, uh, so I was into the Celtics for a second and then I went back to the Knicks after we left. But so he, I didn't, I became a Knicks fan again. How do I explain this? He, I wasn't mad at the Bulls for being better than the Celtics. At that point, there were, there were no Celtics when they started winning again. You know what I mean? Celtics were already out and I had moved away. But when they were beating up on the Knicks, that's fucking, it's fucking really depressing. And, you know, because of that, I constantly rooted for whoever was playing, who, any, any team that was playing against Chicago, I, I was, I was rooting for. And also, you know, I like rooting, rooting for the, for the underdog because, you know, you just get sick and after six, you get sick and fucking tired of watching him win. It's the same thing with the fucking Patriots right now. Um, so you, you just learn to root against the best when you're, when you're in that situation, when you, when you're a New York Knicks fan, which I'm not anymore, couldn't hold on to that, couldn't hold on to that hope and dream, trying to hold that together with fucking silly string from my childhood. And the one day I woke up and I was like, fuck this shit. It's like, I can't do this anymore. And this year, people were just finally starting to realize, do what I did. Which was just be like, fuck you guys. Dolan's an asshole, the owner. You can't put a fucking team on the floor. You haven't put a team on the floor. Every decision that has ever been made, every free agent I ever saw you pick up, I was like, it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out. Every coach you had, every everybody you put in the front office, they put Phil Jackson in the front office, and I was like, look it, it's not going to work out. I'm telling you. It starts from the top down. Dolan. They, they, they picked up Carmelo Anthony, and I was like, listen, I, I, just, I just didn't see it. I just couldn't see it see it working out. I just, it just couldn't see it working out. So then you had Jeremy Lin, Carmelo Anthony, and Mari Stoudemire, and that was supposed to do something for us. Well, they got us to playoffs once, twice. Us. Fuck them. Anyways, uh, where was I? I'm just ranting and raving right now. About basketball. I was trying to compare that to some. Oh yeah, I hated the Bulls. Right now, I I look back on them and I you know I absolutely love the idea of them, and the idea of them breaking up that team because uh, their fragile egos couldn't couldn't just leave well enough alone, keep their hands off the team, and just let them keep racking up the championships. 
is stupid to me. It's so stupid. How do you not see that as an owner? How are, how, I mean, at least find a way, find, so if, if he, if he was so good at, at knowing when he saw talent, right? And you like that in him as the owner, like, you know, he could find talent and sign the right players. Okay. Then put some fucking stop gaps in there so that his ego, like his, his ego can't fucking break the team up. It's that, that is such a huge flaw. There's a huge flaw in somebody who is putting together your team. That they can't keep their hands off of a good situation. That they need more credit. That they need to insert themselves in the conversation. Your job is to stay quiet. Get the players. Don't make headlines. Don't make the news. Just say a few fucking things. Also, you know what I didn't like? I didn't like that he. they saw him on the bus. On the team bus. It's like, why are you on the team bus? Why do you, why do you care? Fuck you. Don't be in the, don't be in the team bus. Fuck that shit. No, but you're you're not a part of the team. You you should enjoy you you should relish that role. Relish? I'm using that right. You should like the role of being in the background, finding the talent, putting them together, then later on, years later someone goes, "That guy was awesome." Or he, or during the game, every every once in a while, they they go to you in the stands, and say, "Look what look at the look what he did. Look at the team he put together." They'll never say, "He's the reason why they win games." No, they win games because you had the best player in the world, and several of the best players in the world around him. Oh, it's gonna be so infuriating to watch this mess. Yeah, fucking bulls. Oh, my God. So we got 30 more days or whatever it is. I don't know. With this lockdown. Corn Tony. <laughs> Zach called me that on a Facebook or not Facebook. We were playing something, a game. With uh, our friends, my wife, online and on FaceTime and stuff, or Zoom. And he, and he named himself Quarantoni for one of the games we were playing. And I thought that was very, very funny. He also named himself a slew of other things, too, that were pretty fucking ridiculous. Cum Slugger, he named himself for an, an, another game. Which is, I was talking with him later, and I was laughing about it. And I was like, it's so much worse than... Come chugger, <laughs> or like any anything else that you could think it was gonna be. Uh, comes because it says it has slug in it. Yeah, it's just gross. Uh, so he's a fucking moron. Uh, <laughs> but he cracks me up. He's a good type of moron. He's my type of idiot. Uh, so what else do I have to talk about? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we got so like I was saying, we got we got so we got another month and a, you know, and a week of this shit. We'll reassess when when we get to that to to the end of that. Uh, then we just gotta keep hoping for some type of a therapeutic, some type of a some type of medicine, and uh, especially hope for some type of a vaccine sooner rather than later. You know. I'm hoping we can get one before the end of the year, a vaccine before the end of the year. That would be fucking nice, huh? That would be something to work towards. Fuck, is, there, is my microphone working here? Hold on. Everything feels like it's like coming in light now. Check, check, check. That's good. Huh. Oh, I can't wait to fucking take this fucking mixer and throw it against the wall. Just waiting. Just waiting to get the new system. So I have to deal with this shit anyway. This should be easy. It's never easy. Uh, okay, I'm gonna reach out to a friend. See if we can't have a special guest on right now. Peace. Give me. I'll give me one second. I'll be right back. You won't even know I'll be gone. Okay, everybody, we have a special guest on the podcast today. I Facetimed him just now. Say hi, Osef. This is. Hey, what's going on, guys? 
Yeah, it's Yosef Sultani, everybody. Actor extraordinaire. Uh, he's really good at games like darts, pool, video games, poker. Hey, Tony, I just caught an ace on the flop. I have ace three. How much did I raise? Someone just raised me 400. Yeah, call. Call? Call. He's probably got a, I have a three kicker. He's playing okay, poker right now, if you can't tell. You have a three kicker? You have ace three? I have ace three suited. The flop is ace ten six. He's got an ace. No, he doesn't. He's got an ace. You don't know that. All right, let's see. Ace three. I raised him 300. <laughs> he folded. Yeah. All right, let's get the show on the road. Yeah. Okay, quick question. What's the coolest yeah. thing you've done since this uh, whole thing has started? The quarantine? Yeah. Um, God, I got to tell you, I think, I think just playing poker with my friends while Zooming has been... Such a saving grace for me. Yeah, every Saturday. Yeah, because, because like we're we're all drinking together. Or we're all at home. Everyone's yeah. safe. We're all distancing. Yeah. But it feels like we're right next to each other. Yeah. We're still making the same jokes. We'd be we're together. Yeah. And at the end, if we lose, like we just go to bed instead of having to like stick around and watch a poker game. You probably don't want to watch just because you're like, ah, oh, I don't want to go home yet. You know. I got we're hammered. Home. I got absolutely hammered uh, last week. So drunk, uh, I I I left everything on and just went to bed. That's so funny that you say that because I did the same thing. I woke up in my bed with my shoes on, <laughs> and uh, the lights were on, and I was like, I woke up at eleven a.m. because we played so late that night. Yeah, and I was like, uh, I don't know what I did last night. I, I just got so drunk and yeah, it was I fun. Got high and uh, yeah, I feel bad because I, I was uh, I was uh shitting on George Durante's uh, list of best sports movies because uh, I was just hammered. Yeah. Uh, you know, but whatever. They, they, it was a horrible list. He had Money Ducks 2 on the list. It was just, that's a horrible sports list. Uh, yeah. And, not, and, he, and he didn't have Rocky. He didn't have Rocky on his list? He didn't have Rocky on his list. Any of the Rockies. Oh, man. I think this this list is just, is just it. it's not going to cut it already. I no. haven't even heard what's on the list. But I have no respect for his list. Look it up on Unless Facebook. Warrior's on there. Is Warrior on there? I think Warrior might be on there. Uh, yeah, he put Warrior on there. Yeah, Warrior. Okay, okay. That's it's a, redeemable. Right, it is. It's a good movie. It's a very good movie, actually. Uh, dude, I, I love George, man. He's such a good guy. So do I. I love him, too. <laughs> He's such a good guy. But, uh, but yeah, you can't not have Rocky on there, man. It, it, was, it, was, a, it, was, like a, it was like a 10-year-old child made the list. Um Mighty Ducks too. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but hey, that's his list, and maybe it's got some sentimental value to him. You know, oh, totally, yeah. absolutely, yeah. But to just be like, these are the best movies of all time, top ten wise. Like Mighty Ducks two should not be on there. And this is why should I feel be on there. This is why I feel bad because he starts off the conversation by saying, "Uh, oh, so everybody, uh, I put my best, my top ten list of sports movies on Facebook, and everybody's just shitting on me." And I go, "What are they?" And then, it, and then I immediately just start shitting on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was like, "Oh man," because I think he was looking for some sympathy, but I was I was too drunk to notice. Uh, that's that's pretty funny. All right, okay. So, the, so the best thing that you've done during the quarantine is play poker with your friends. Good answer. Uh, I mean, that's one of the coolest things. Coolest I've done. thing. Coolest thing. Yes, that's yes. one of the coolest things I've done. And then the best thing I, I think just being with my family, man. That's, yeah. You're back in DC, especially, so so everybody doesn't all oh, right outside of DC. He, especially now, yeah. like, you know, with everything that's happened with my in my life in the past five months and stuff. Yeah, it's just, been a, it's been a whirlwind. Being with my family is is the best thing I could be doing right now, and and just in general, having a reason to be home. And it sucks to be quarantined, but there's no one else, nowhere else I'd rather be quarantined yeah. than with my family at home. You know, good for you, man. Um, yeah. what is I I think I know the answer to this. What's the shittiest or Worst thing that's happened to you since the quarantine has started? <laughs> My kidney stone, man. I know. I mean, it's something to talk about. I was about. in the hospital for like a week and a half, just like dying. Yo. None of my friends could come see me. The the, the our hospital stay was the worst. It was. I don't wish it on anybody. Um, I mean, I, I told you all these stories. We don't have to hash all that out. But yeah, I mean, one of the worst things is that like they denied me medicine for six hours while I was passing a kidney stone, and it was. He was in a hospital right down the street from us. Weiss Hospital, they suck. Uh, and uh, I, 
nobody could go see him. You're not allowed in, obviously, because of the quarantine. And uh, and they were they they treated him really horribly. And they thought he was a drug addict. <laughs> That's why he was in there, because they thought he was a drug addict. Or they alluded to that, right? No, no, no. They didn't think I was a drug addict. One doctor came One in doctor. the day after it had already been admitted. Okay. And I was feeling fine that morning because supposedly you're not in pain when it's not moving. When the kidney stone is in place, like, and it's not moving, yeah. you're fine. Mm. It's when it starts passing through you that it, it just it, – it, it's awful. It, it's the worst. Yeah. And so it, it stopped from, like – Moving through me for twenty four hours, yeah, and then and then she was like, "Okay, yeah." So how you feel? I was like, "I mean, I feel okay. I, I'm kind of just like I'm dumbfounded that I'm this okay after all the pain that I went through the last twenty four hours." And she asked me like, "Had I ever been in the hospital before? Had I ever had narcotics?" I was like, "No, just for a um, anesthesia, like when I went under for a colonoscopy and wisdom teeth, and then I was given like." you know, hydrocodone after my wisdom teeth were pulled out for the pain. For yeah, a normal days. shit. And that's that's it. Yeah. She's like, okay. And then left. And then a few hours later, the pain starts severely, maybe the worst it had ever been. And I, I, would be, I was ringing for a nurse for an hour. Nobody came. And then finally an hour and a half goes by and a new nurse comes in that I'd never seen before. And I was like, hey, I'm your charge nurse. And here, I'm just, just say hi and whatever. And I was like, okay. I, like I was crying. I was like, I'm in so much pain. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Where's my doctor? Where's the medication? And he, and he goes, okay, let me go find out. And then he comes back 30 minutes later. So it's already been two hours now since the pain's been severe. And, uh, and then he's like, I'm sorry, I can't give you medication. The doctor refuses to give it to you. And I was like, what the, f- why? And my brother-in-law happened to call me, who's also an ER doctor. And he stayed on the phone with me. We demanded a change of provider. It took basically a total of six hours for them to finally give me medication. There were nurses outside of my door apologizing to me because they could hear me. Like the, the whole floor could hear me because I was just like waiting. In pain. Crying and- Dude, I, I wanted to jump out of the window. Yeah. There, I've never felt pain like that before. I hope to never feel pain like that again. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Yeah. Um, well, it's, never, you know, it's, it's everything everybody friend. always says it is. It's, it's the most painful thing that they've ever been through. My, I have a family friend who, you know, who's had two children. And yeah. she, she's had kidney stones twice. And she's, she told me that yeah. passing a kidney stone was far worse than giving birth. And I, I'd, never, you know, I'd never say that I know what giving birth feels like. And, you know, we that is probably the worst yeah. thing ever. Uh, but also, it's beautiful, you know. Sure, and, right. And, and, you know what? It's like and this is a beautiful. <laughs> no, there's nothing beautiful about this is ugly and painful, stone, man. Oh, man. And then you were you and your beautiful wife were so kind to take me in for uh, you know a few nights afterwards while I was healing because then they put that stint inside me, which was just as uncomfortable. Which I mean, is, it wasn't as painful, but like, bro, uh, when I saw how big those stints actually are, God, I was like, what the fuck? That thing's in you. That thing's in. it's a. It's it's not small. It's no. like a, it's a long piece of rope. It's, no. You know what I felt like? I felt like Sigourney Weaver in Alien. That's awful. I just felt like there was something inside me and I know it's there and it's causing me pain and I wanted to throw myself into a like a pit of lava. And you piss blood and that makes sense. Ah, uh, just for why, a week. Why just why wouldn't you piss blood? Fruit punch like that. I pissed, yes. Fruit awesome. punch. You showed me once. Didn't you show me? Or did I yes. or did I make that memory up? I think I sent you a picture. No, I think I just I walked into the you said come look and I looked at the piece oh, of the toilet. I don't know. Dude, I was on so much medication for like two and a half, three weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was bad. But that was the that was the worst thing. And the best part was like, uh Jackie was like, Hey, can can uh, can Joseph come stay with us? And you're like, why? Why? Like, no, no, it's a pandemic. What? What does he need? To get? And he's like, he just got out of the hospital. And he has a kidney stone. He's like, oh my god! Of course, Joe has a fucking kidney stone <laughs> during a pandemic. Like, only, only he. It's kind of true. Well, not only you, but it, but it's it was it, it's just kind of like it's my luck, man. My luck is. It's just, just kind of like like very. It's like. Now, <laughs> like, like now, he has to have a kidney stone. Uh, yeah, but man. you know, it all worked out in the end. I mean, it's. I mean, obviously, you know, unless they were truly incompetent, you weren't going to die. I, did people used to die from kidney stones back in the day? Oh God, I honestly I don't know. But if they're passing them, I'm sure because you pass them. I'm sure people have passed out from the pain a multitude of times because I did. I threw up. Um, three so times awesome. and I passed out from the pain. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's bad, but like mine was four inches 
I'm four, four inches. I'd be dead if it was four inches. Yeah. Was Mine was centimeters. four millimeters. Millimeters, right. Oh, millimeters. Yeah. Which is, is, which is a decent, it's a decent size. It's a little like, above it's, average. It's a little above average from, from what well, I read. Well, they say you absolutely need surgery if it's eight. Yeah. Um, if it's eight millimeters or more. Yeah. And like Josh, your drummer had a, a nine millimeter one, which they had to go in and break up. My friend, um, Jordan had a six millimeter one, which they had to go in and break up so that he could pass it because some of them are big enough to where they won't. Um, you can't pass them without. Oh, I'm sure seriously hurting inside rock. of you and like and like dealing with that pain, you know. Yeah. So. Um. Okay. So, uh, last question. Then I'll then then we'll let you go. Uh, is there anything that you hope for the people out there right now? Any advice you can give them, or what they hope that you think that they could take away from this this few months to a year to maybe possibly a year and a half of of uncertainty um that's that's such a that's such a deep question but i mean that's a question that would take me a while to even answer but i mean i will say support your local businesses i mean if you can it's so hard to want to eat out it really is because of everything that's going on the possibility of people like you know contaminating your food but like at the same time like these places a lot over 110,000 business like restaurants will be shutting down because of this yeah and that's a lot. It's a lot of people out of work. It's a lot of families who've served their communities and 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 opened these restaurants as dreams and like yeah, know, these I know. Are... Absolutely. So if you can do that, I'd also say. I mean, I've been trying to be as productive as I can. I've been learning French. I've been playing instruments. Good for you. Uh, I've been working out. I've been doing yard work. Um, that's what I was saying to everybody been, at the beginning of this podcast was keep yourself I've been busy. Staying productive, but at the same time, yeah. at the same time, yeah, I've also been sleeping in. Mm-hmm. I've been watching, been watching movies and Netflix. I've yeah. been relaxing with my family, and and I mean, that's the thing is like I don't, I don't think in during this time there is a right or wrong, sure, way to act. Some sure. people want to use this as as the time that they're like they have off and like to focus on their health. And I think every, no matter what, you should try to maintain a positive mental health. Uh, you know. Maintain that positivity if you can. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's hard. It's yeah. really hard yes, it to is. say that to people. But like, yes, it is. No, you're not wrong though. You're not wrong. I, I, all I can say is for my own, for my, for myself, like being uh, positive in, uh, like mentally, physically, and emotionally. I've been trying to be positive in every aspect by working on myself. Yep. Through through this, because I'm I'm surrounded by my family, and I and you know we are together, and yeah, I, I do don't I don't have work right now. Well, that's not true. I actually did just get cast in a commercial. Good for you. Um, Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Good news. Hey, good news. That's great. Yeah, dude. yeah. I'm Fuck shooting yeah. it tomorrow. It's like this. It's like a Zoom commercial. Which Fuck is, yeah. It's pretty funny the times that we're doing. So. Are they Are they gonna make you trim your beard or something? Yeah, they want it a little bit, but I still have to. Uh, um, dude, I, I really do want my beard to be uh, fucking epic, ZZ gone. Top. I want it gone. Oh, really? Like, yeah, it's it's just so much. Although it is the coolest, it's so cool. It's the like, it's the biggest it's ever been. I was hoping you were gonna go like it's, full. Dude, it's giant, and also like my hair full is ZZ so Top and long. Like my hair, is I know also, it's like, huge. Super long. So I just look like this burly caveman. And, full uh, ZZ Top would have been real. Hey, I had to shave mine. Remember, I was growing mine out. Yeah, but uh, Jackie, when I started working this disinfecting job, Jackie was like, "Shave your beard." It was I was like, "Okay, yeah," because I, I had some some anxiety about it, like how it just, how it. She said she said she said it this way. It's just something else that the virus could attach to, and I was like, I was already thinking that, and it got me real, real, real nervous. That's crazy. Does that make sense? But it's true, yeah, because it's another surface that it could it could go onto, you know. Yeah. Who knows? It's just silly stuff. It's tough. Okay, yeah. cool question for you. Yeah. My friend Dave just went all in. I know. I knew something was happening because you, were, you weren't. Go ahead. Go. I know. I right. know. He just went all in with Jack 2-9 on the flop. I yeah. have the high card. I have top pair yeah. with a five kicker. I got to fold. I can't go all in with that. What is it? Wait. Okay. Jack 2-9. Yeah. I have Jack 5. Yeah. Folded. No. Oh. Damn it. I wanted to see what he had. I was hoping you were going to do it for the sake of the podcast. Uh, it's because I've been, I've been catching the cards and so I've been betting like heavy and I've been, I show my, I had pocket twos. I had ace jack. Yeah. Uh, I just had, I had some great scott. For the sake of the podcast, podcast, I would have lost $3,000 for the sake of the podcast. Not really. And chips. Yeah. Yeah. Chips. But like still, still, I think we're playing $25 a person here. So yeah. 
25. Oh, no, I lost 150 bucks. Oh, yeah. The possibility of winning 150 bucks. Yeah, right, right. Well, all right, Yosef. We, uh, we're happy that you were able to pick up. We're happy that you're doing good. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna. Thanks, man. I don't think I. Uh, I don't think I had a choice. You just kind of Facetime me and I said, "Hey, what's up?" You're like, "Hey, you're live on air." Well, uh, <laughs> you ready to do this? I was like, "Dude, I'm in my boxers." Yeah, I know. It doesn't matter what I'm wearing. But well, like... no, it doesn't. This isn't a video chat. But the, well, no. this is a video chat, but not for them. Uh, yeah, I was supposed to call you Wednesday, but I just I just got so busy. There, there's been so much going on for for work and everything. So. Yeah, I mean, everything's good. You guys are. Uh yeah, every, everything's good. I mean, you know, we just got you know, just gotta push through this. It's just yeah, big pain in the ass is is, is what it is right now. Big pain in the ass, and it sucks because people are dying. All that shit. So, Dude, it's tough, man. Yeah, but uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'll see. I'll see you tomorrow, actually, during poker. Oh, okay, sounds good. All right, peace, brother. Hi, right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Ah, oh, man, I just. What, you just lose? I thought I had a straight because I was talking to you and I didn't have a straight. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. All right, later. Bye. Yeah, okay, cool, man. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, okay, I'm going to give Zach a quick call and then we're gonna, I'm going to hang the hell up because I'm tired. Okay, now Zach's on the line. FaceTime him right now. Zach, say hi. Hi, guys. Just got done uh, interviewing Yosef. Asked him three three quick questions. It was it was, it was nice to say hi. Uh, yeah. wa- I wanted to close the podcast off by uh, uh, getting some uh, uh, chooch advice from Zach Finch. Uh, make it quick because I got to take a huge dump. <laughs> yeah, I got to get back to my party as well. Um, I suppose, uh, and a lot of people know this, but uh, my advice today would be do something nice for somebody. Uh, even if it's virtual, even if you don't think they're going to appreciate it that much, just do something nice. I think that's fantastic advice. I think we'll sign off on that. I love you, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow during poker. And, uh, um, so you want to do, you want to do, do this, do the sign off? Always do the sign off because I think it's actually, I honestly, I honestly enjoy the sign off. Me too. Sign off. Fuck yeah. You know, don't work too hard. But don't stop working. Peace, everybody. Yeah.